welcome back to the podcast. So it is Thanksgiving, 11.31 a.m., Thursday, November 25th, Thanksgiving Day. So I want to wish you all happy Thanksgiving. I, uh, without sounding too cheesy, I guess, I just want to say I'm thankful for all of you for listening. I'm thankful for a lot of things, actually. Um, (laughs) I have a lot to be thankful for, is I guess what I mean. But thankful for all of you. Um, Just really appreciate the support of the podcast and the content that I make. Um, It's pretty funny. I, uh... I debated doing an episode today. I really wanted to. Um, first of all, I really just wanted to go on a walk with Buddy. It's a beautiful day. Uh, and I haven't actually walked with him in a while. Whoa! Buddy, look at that. That's a falcon. There's like a small falcon literally just chilling like 10 feet away from me. That is cool, man. Please don't come peck my eyeballs out or something. Wow. He's just a little guy, though. I think it's a falcon. Looks like one. It has the same head shape and everything. He's literally really close to me. So, anyway. Buddy, I know those are those dogs you hate. <laughs> All right. Let's get on into the woods here. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a crisp, like, 56, 57 degrees out, maybe. But it's warming up as I speak. And the light coming through the trees is just freaking gorgeous out today. So, um, where was I? Where even was I? Oh, I was debating even making an episode today because, actually, I don't know if I want to go this way. Do I? Hmm. It's 11.30... Nah, let's go this way, bud. Let's stay on this side of Brambledon. Um, sorry, y'all. I debated making an episode today. Jeez, I'll finally get it out here in a second. Um, because I didn't, I don't, I don't have anything to talk about <laughs> specifically. And it's a weird, it's a weird balance because, like, me just saying that, I wouldn't put it past all of you to be like, okay switch to the next podcast, <laughs> you know, your, your, your actually favorite professional podcaster. Um, just because I, I don't, you know, I think creating content, I, I talk about it a lot. I talk about creating content a lot. And I think the biggest thing with content is creating some sort of value. And because I'm not Paul Rudd or literally only think of Avengers right now for some reason. Chris Hemsworth, you know, uh, you you guys, most people probably just don't want to hear me just talk to talk, you know. Um, But at the same time, I feel like that's very much so what I do on this podcast. It's, It's why I do the podcast. I think sometimes I have maybe some interesting, valuable content, like how to do this or behind the scenes into me and my career. Um, And there will always be aspects of that that are very 
actually helpful. Um, I think on the entertaining front, you know, there will be times where I tell a funny story or entertaining story, maybe. I'm not the funniest guy, but um, I don't know. I, I just, I've said it before, I just like going on these walks and talking into the microphone. I feel like that's probably a really selfish and vain thing to do, but sorry, these leaves are really loud. I know you can hear them. Really selfish and vain thing to do, but I don't know. I think if anything, it's kind of like a, a log, you know? I always think of like in the movies, like uh, Martian, I think, is it Martian where he does it? The Martian? Or like every day he just makes a log of like how his day went and stuff. You know, I, I don't know that these podcast episodes are truly for anyone but me. Um, I'm just putting them out publicly in case. There is some interest, some entertaining element, some value added to to one of your lives or all of your lives. I don't, I don't know. But I'm constantly, you know, this podcast specifically, I'm speaking into the void. Very much so. Um, we have about 41 average listeners per episode. So that's impressive to me. Um, but I don't know who you are. I don't know who's listening. I don't know what your opinions on what I talk about are. I would love to know what you guys actually enjoy uh, hearing about and what you enjoy discussing, I guess, on this podcast, but I just don't know. So I got very hesitant today and in previous episodes because I just don't know if what I'm doing here is helping anyone but myself. This is so interesting. So I'm in this clearing um, in the woods. And usually this clearing has really tall grass, like probably up to my chest, maybe even. <clears throat> but I guess it's not necessarily a clearing. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Buddy and I coughed. I guess it is. There's no trees. But um, it's really pretty. But usually I can't stand here because the grass is so tall. But right now I am. And <clears throat> Ooh. Anyway, I guess I'm rambling on that topic a little bit. I, I just don't, I don't know what makes a episode, what makes a good episode, um, what the kinds of things you all enjoy are, and I just want to make good content. So, I don't know. If there's any way you could reach out to me if you listen to these. Even if, like, Maria, if you're listening to this, or Paul, if you're listening to this, or I know Whitney listens to the podcast every now and then. Let me know the kinds of stuff you enjoy, you know? Oh my gosh, this is so weird. I think I'm walking up where, like, water has made a little ravine. I don't know how to describe it. But me and Buddy are tripping. All right, we're making it to the top. So crunchy, so fall. All right, here we go. Let's go this way, bud, and then we'll come back. What do you think? Yes, no? Come on. Come on. So, sure. 
Here's the first thing I wanted to talk about, I think. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about walking through the woods talking. It's whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so just, I guess, some updates on me. Um, as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm sick, stuffed up, cold or something. Um, this happens every year. It's so annoying, like my entire life. Um, but it usually starts out as a cold or something, you know, just kind of a stupid wintry kind of thing. And then I try to take care of it and get better, but it ends up turning into a, an infection of some sort, sinus infection, whatever. And I end up getting antibiotics for a week or two or however long it lasts, and then it goes away. And we're back to, we're back to whatever. So that's where I am right now in my life. Lena's kind of gunked up too. There's another path, huh? Hey buddy, maybe in the future we can go that way and go down through the clearing now that all the grass is gone. Um, that's a good boy for sitting. Good job, bud. So yeah, we're sick. Um, I took my car. I, I told you all that. I mean, it's gonna cost $10,000 to fix everything on the car. Um, whatever so I have the rental car it's not gonna cost me 10,000 insurance to take care of most of it. it's gonna be $400 for me out of pocket in case you guys missed that last time um, so anyway I the Toyota Corolla I'm driving is fine it's just got a wonky windshield so I'm hoping I can maybe switch it out for something at Enterprise but they're down on vehicles right now so I'm on sort of a wait list if you will. Funny enough, uh, my first car ever was a Toyota Corolla. It's a shame, I don't know what year it was. Um, I wish I had kept up with that. It was, I think, besides my car I have right now, it's been my, you know, even, even with the car I have right now, the Hyundai Elantra 2021. Um, I think that Toyota Corolla, my first car, was my favorite car. I don't know, there was just, it was old, no airbags, so I only had it for a little bit, and then I hit a deer with my mom in the passenger seat, funny enough, full circle, and um, she was like, no, we're gonna get you a different car, because this just isn't safe enough for you. So, ended up getting my least favorite car, which was a Dodge Caliber, I don't know. I drove that car for a long, long time. And it served me well, but it just wasn't as great <laughs> as I thought it was in my young, naive years when I got it. But anyway, back to it, Toyota Corolla. I think it was like a 98 or something, somewhere around there, a 90s Corolla. And I just loved it, man. Seat belts attached to the door. Um, the steering wheel was like really skinny and it just kind of felt cool driving with a skinny steering wheel but um this is a good spot to turn around what do you think good boy and uh yeah so i love that car but it's funny that i'm driving one again 
after I hit a deer for the second time in my life. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's that. A lot to be thankful for. Yeah, so first of all, again, you guys. Um, I just appreciate you even tuning in for a few minutes <laughs> to each episode. I just don't understand 41 listens per episode on average. Like, who are you? <laughs> who are you guys? And where are you finding my podcast? I don't, I just I have no idea who's listening to this. Um, and it could, I haven't really looked deep into the analytics. It could be 41 of you are listening to the first five seconds and being like, this guy sucks and switching. And that's still counted as a listen since you clicked on it or something. I don't know. But anyway, if you're a true follower of the podcast, thank you. Um, I really, really do appreciate it. It's awesome. Thankful for you guys. Uh, obviously thankful for my family, not just Maria and the baby, but you know, my mom and dad, um, my sister, um, my sister's husband, my niece and nephew, and my new niece that's cooking in my sister's belly right now. Um, thankful for Maria's parents, Maria's extended family. Um, we've just been so blessed to have all the help that we have with Lena. And I can't imagine being away from family but also just being like a single parent. I just can't, crazy, crazy. And just have the utmost respect for single parents and parents who are kind of doing it on their own too. So thankful for that. Um, where are we? I think we're going the right way still. Um, yeah, I've been watching the show Succession on HBO Max. Uh, kind of obsessed, to be honest. I could do without the drugs and stuff. Um, there's a good amount of character development because of the drugs and stuff, but it's whatever. Um, every day, <laughs> every day I come home on my lunch break and I watch like 30 to 45 minutes of the show, and then I head back to the office and I feel like I'm the chief marketing officer of uh, the biggest media conglomerate in the world. <laughs> and that soundtrack is so badass. I love it. Um, anyway, I love the show. I think it's really cool. And I don't know. It's so funny, man. I never thought ever that I would be into like business. It's so funny. Gary Vee talks about this a lot. So like, an artist in today's world, to be successful, they're not just the artist, right? You gotta have a good amount of business smarts to be a successful artist, whether you're a musician or a painter, someone who creates NFTs, you know, digital art, literally anything. You gotta have a certain amount of understanding of marketing and sales and you know, communication, like an understanding how people think and work, psychology. So um, it's funny when I say like, I, I always thought I was gonna be the creative type. Um, and I just feel like 
Whew, big hill, sorry. I just feel like, um, I'll take a quick break, bud. Hopefully there's not a snake on this log here. Whew. Yeah, I just, I n never thought I would be into business stuff, but I guess it kind of makes sense. They sort of go hand in hand. Using left brain and right brain a little bit. But I also think in business, there's a lot of creativity too, you know, especially on the marketing side, which is probably why I swing that way naturally. Um, guys, I'm so out of shape. It's ridiculous. I'm uh, teetering around 200 pounds, which is great. I think that's fine. A little above, 202 to 204 recently. So I'm losing weight, but I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like truly healthy, you know, like, <laughs> so anyway, love the show, Succession. Uh, work itself is great. Um, we have a couple new hires that are actually going to be joining our executive staff, which I'm pumped for. We have... I don't think I want to name names quite yet, but we have a sales guy. Well, there's something I just gave away. Anyway, <clears throat> sales guy and a financial person uh, to help Shanda with finances. So I'm pumped because those are two seats that have never really been filled uh, on the executive level. So I'm excited to just have those two departments kind of running autonomously on their own and to be able to work with, you know, two new people on the executive team. Uh, I've met and worked a little bit with the salesperson, not so much finance. So I'm excited to work on campaigns and stuff for 2022 with the salesperson and hopefully get a good definitive budget for 2022 for the entire company first off, but you know, more importantly to me, the marketing department. So that's where we stand on that. Pretty pumped about it. Hmm. How do we want to do this, bud? Do we want to go around the track or do we want to go down that way and then around? We've been going for 22 minutes. Hmm. Hmm. Let's do this. Let's go this way, go around the track, then back through the woods. That sounds fun. So anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to those changes um, for the company. And then um, I see the other dog, bud. You come on this side. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And just looking forward to 2022 in general. This um, this week on Thursday, Friday, we have our annual two-day planning meeting um, externally outside the office. And I think we're actually going to be going. Come here, bud. Hey there. Good boy. Hey. Come on. Getting in around Thanksgiving. Love it. Um, yeah, externally outside of the office, we're, we're going to be going to 
somewhere at the lake. I think Amber's cousin, maybe, has a lake house. And then they also have a like a little cabin thing. And I think we're going to the cabin one. I, don't, I have no idea. But anyway, it's by the lake. It's going to be good. You know, according to the traction, the EOS model, it's good to have your annual two-day planning meeting far enough away from the office where it's kind of a, it would be a nuisance to have to drive back to the office, but not so far away that, you know, I mean, we could fly down to Cancun, you know, (laughs) if the company grows to ginormous profits and we have that kind of capital to do stuff like that. But, um, yeah, for now, Lake House is going to be just amazing. So two full days of planning. The first day is very much a look at 2021 and then future goals for 2022 with some team health building in there as well. And then day two is very much so, you know, now that we have our goals set for the year, let's hash out some of the big issues that could get in our way of reaching those goals and then also planning for Q1. So it's kind of our quarterly meeting pulse mixed with the annual meeting pulse. So we got to do both things in the two days. But in the past for our quarterly meetings, we haven't even given it full days. (laughs) So I'm excited to have two full days. I think people on the executive team finally sort of realized like, wow, um, this kind of meeting is important. And it takes more than just a couple hours to plan an entire quarter and especially the entire year. So I'm not only excited to create our goals for 2022, but also look back at the goals that Whitney had set for 2021 before she even had the team that she hired at the beginning of this year. So I feel like we're going to kind of blast her goals out of the water, which will be super fun to do. Um, So, yeah. Really looking forward to that um, meeting this week. Um, just love it. I, I run all these meetings, so something I need to do is maybe talk to potentially Amber. Amber knows, besides Whitney, I think Amber knows the EOS model best. And so I might have her be the person who does note-taking and writes the issues on the board and things like that while I just lead things. Um, It's kind of hard leading and writing things because like I need to be talking but then I'm also like hold on let me write this down and so there's like a break and then people get distracted so I definitely see the the value in having someone do sort of the note-taking and updating the agenda while someone is leading, someone else is sort of leading things. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm pumped, pumped for the year. Um, Ashley's doing great. Rachel's doing great. I think, I don't know. I, I, at some point, and I might have discussed this before on the podcast, I'm not sure. At some point, I see us growing um, personnel-wise to the point where I can allocate one or two people to each company. So having two people run, you know, social media and digital marketing for aesthetics, and then, or one to two people, and then having one to two people run 
social media digital marketing for house calls and I would sort of lead that lead both but be more of you know just holding people accountable um, leading meetings uh, just managing you know um, and then reporting I'm at this weird spot now where for instance Ashley came to me yesterday and had a couple photos that was on a hard drive that was in my office and she was like hey I need a couple photos off that can I grab the hard drive and it was plugged in my computer I was like yeah give me a second and I was trying to unplug it and then she was like or you know we can look at them together and then you could just send me the ones that that will work and I was like cool so we started looking at them together and eventually she was like you know what why don't why don't you just pick the ones you like best and send them to me and she was very much just like I didn't mean to come in here and distract you um which I you know I really respect that um but I was like, no, 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 it's no big deal. And I was actually really excited and happy to do it. Um, hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, come on, bud. So, um, yeah, I'm at, I'm at this weird spot now where I have two part-time people working for me. And so the list of duties, you know, I, I went through the exercise of... Um, the delegate and elevate thing where you have four quadrants you have love doing it great at doing it like doing it good at doing it good at doing it don't like doing it and then don't like doing it not good at doing it those are the four quadrants and you basically list out every task that you do into one of those four quadrants and then obviously if you don't like doing it and you're not good at doing it you want to delegate that to somebody who enjoys it and is good at it then you can decide, you know, there might be things I don't like doing, but I'm okay at. I could delegate those too, you know, to someone who may be great at them and love doing them. So it's, it's just a way of deciding those things. And it's funny, I think as the company grows, I will do less and less of the content creation. As much as I love making videos and taking photos, I think those are ultimately lower level tasks um so i'm still because i only have two part-time people i still feel i should very much help with that content creation and sometimes i wonder if i were to give all content creation over to ashley i think she could handle it and rachel but i don't know that i would have enough work to do does that make that makes sense right so i don't know how we're gonna get around this bud can you jump over that can you jump this up 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 good boy heck yeah dude you got ups so anyway i'm in this you know it's something that obviously being inexperienced um in a both leadership and management and executive role, I just don't know specifically what my tasks are. And maybe I'm talking this through with you guys. Um, maybe figuring that out <laughs> is the number one task for me right now, you know? 
um, creating a job description for myself now compared to the the one I started with would probably be well worth my time. I know Whitney's asked about that before. And I think I kind of did, but I just want to make sure I'm not pushing so much onto my direct reports that I then have nothing to do. And I constantly wonder, I don't, I don't know, it's weird. That's my fear, but I also kind of feel like that wouldn't happen. I feel like if I pushed a lot onto my direct reports off my plate, I would find more things to do that I wouldn't have if I was bogged down in, you know, editing videos, taking videos, that kind of thing. The other thing that's kind of feeding into this decision and thinking is um, Ashley's great on camera. Um, great on camera. And I don't mean uh, she's great in front of the camera, like speaking, but also what I'm talking about more so is she's great using the camera. And we're still doing a little bit of training on the camera. There's still things I'm teaching her. You know, different brands of cameras are different. There's different ways of operating them. But she's learning and doing great. So there's that. But I don't think she feels ready to do a lot of editing yet. Which I don't, I, I don't blame her, and I, I kind of agree. Um, she first needs to, you know, purchase editing software in order to start editing and... Um, so there's a, there's, a, there's a certain amount of training and experience that I need to put Ashley through to get her ready to really sort of create, edit, and share autonomously without me. The current setup is like she films a ton of content and then drops it on my desk. I have to edit and then hand it back to her to post which is fine and it's working. I just know that if we could find a better system, not a better system, but if we could cut out it having to come to me and then back to her, that would be super helpful. Um, originally, I had thought about hiring a just video editor. Um, so she would hand that to the video editor, the editor would hand it back to her, but I just feel like that's just a little, that just takes a little too much time. The quickest route and the sort of pace that we create content needs to be the person who films, then edits, then shares. But even then, I kind of feel like the person sharing doesn't have to be involved in the creative at all. Just the copy. Hmm. That's a good thought. I think Ashley's great at posting content, so it's almost like I don't want to take that from her. But I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not sure. Something else, you know, so, so, so there's that. There's the, the process that's still a little, that I'm still heavily involved in. And then there's also like the training, you know. Ashley's not fully ready to edit yet. Um, the second thing is the amount of work. You know, Maggie and I had our own social media company and 
asking a single person to film a ton of content, edit a ton of content, post a ton of content over and over and over and over again is a lot of work. Like it really is. We're gonna go right, buddy. And I just don't want Ashley, oh geez. I just don't want Ashley burning out. You know, I, I saw, especially with Maggie, a good amount of burnout. Um, and I don't, I don't know that that's the case with everyone. Could have been a Maggie issue. It could have been a me issue. Heck, it could have been a process issue or a lack of planning issue. Um, but I just, I don't want that to happen because Ashley's very good at what she does. So is Rachel. So, so the reason I talk about Ashley more so is, for those of you who don't know, Rachel is out of office. She works remotely. So she doesn't do as much, like she doesn't do any filming or photography. She just does like graphic work, memes, content curation, blog posts, writing, stuff like that. So I'm talking specifically about Ashley here. I think, you know, I would love to have kind of what I was hinting at earlier, like probably up to like four people in office creating content, you know, having, they could switch off, you know, one week someone could film and then the next week they could edit and the other person would switch with them. I think that would be really fun. Um, just to make it, you know, just to break it up, you know, so it's not so monotonous. It's not that filming, editing, posting, filming, editing, posting. And the editing process for us is, it's still fairly quick, but we're not just shooting on our phones and then slapping a filter on it and then uploading. We're filming with a DSLR, you know, Sony. We take the card out, put it on our computer. We drop the footage into Final Cut. We work on the audio. We work on coloration sometimes. We drop a LUT in there occasionally, um, just depending. You know, we're editing these clips together. We're putting music to, like, it's, it's, a, it's a production. And asking someone to do that every single day, like that's, it, it really is a lot of work. And I think we've found a good balance between like making the perfect edit and just trying to get something out there. But still, it's a ton of work. And I don't think that should be thrown on someone fully, especially not just a part-time person. So that's something I'm constantly thinking of is like, how can I keep Ashley happy doing what she's doing? How can I help her to further her experience, her expertise? Let's go this way, bud. We've never been this way before. You know what I mean? So that's something I'm constantly thinking about. Um, so I am went down a huge tangent, I think, but this is something I've been thinking a lot about. I guess it's good to talk it out. Um, yeah. I think in a perfect world, right now, if we had, this is a game Amber and I love to play. <laughs> if we had a billion dollars to just put towards anything we want in the company, and I was allowed to use a billion dollars for whatever, I think all I would ask for right now in, in my current state with the company is 
to pool, actually on full time, hire two to three more people like Ashley full time, and then really have a good system of not only content creation organically, but running ads on social media with a good amount of ad spend, creating commercials, running those on TV, radio, anywhere. Again, we have a billion dollars, okay? So I just want a media production team. Um, I have one, it's just very short-staffed <laughs> in a way. For what I want to do for the company, I don't have enough people or hours for those people. You know, it's constantly uh, an, an issue, not, not an issue, not, it's not a huge issue, but every week we gotta be like, hey Ashley, how, much, how many hours do you have this week? She's working 20 hours a week, and some days Whitney will be like, hey, I need Ashley here all day Monday to film this stuff. And so she'll come, she'll work eight hours, well, okay, that's eight hours she's only filming. So she's got to edit photos, she's got to post things, and then, you know, say it's 10 hours in a day, okay, well, we have 10 hours left for the entire week. So then Whitney's like, hey, I need you all here, I need you all day Friday. It's like, okay, well, she can't, because <laughs> she's already used up most of her hours kind of thing. So that's, I mean, that's just, that's a management thing that... I just have to deal with right now working with part-time people but that would be eradicated if she was full-time and if there were multiple people helping so again like at the end of the day Ashley could take footage and drop it off on new hire Connor's desk just made that person up by the way he's responsible the next day of just editing all day get all this content edited like that would just be so amazing he finishes the edits, he puts them in a Google Drive. The next day, Ashley or Rachel or new hire Megan, just made her up too. They reach into that Google Drive, they pull out the videos, the photos they want, they post them. Like we could have a really, really good system for professional, consistent content if we had more people. And I think at that point, my ultimate goal would be just running the ship, right? I wouldn't be editing, I wouldn't be posting, I wouldn't be even reporting, you know? Or like working on analytics and metrics. I would love to not even have to run ads if I could push that to a direct report. And then I would also, on the flip side, be working with the sales team um, on creating campaigns to go alongside their goals so our new salesperson um, they're gonna focus heavily on corporate sales this year so instead of individual people or individual memberships they're going to be focusing on companies with 50 100 200 500 employees right and working out contracts where you know we take care of their employees blah blah, blah whatever boring but I could say, you know, for this quarter, what are the industries you're trying to hit up? Or what are the companies you're trying to hit up? And I could have my production team, my marketing team, create very specific content 
geared towards those specific companies. So instead of just, hey companies, do you need healthcare? We would say, hey, Nike. Hey Nike HR manager, Jason Corbett, do you need help? Like we could be very direct with our advertising and really aid in the sales process. So that's what I would love to see. If I could do that right now, I would be going balls to the walls. Like, oh my gosh, it's just, that's like a dream of mine. Um, and I think it's good to talk through this because I think this is what I think would be nice, but I've never actually, I don't think I've ever actually spoken it like I just did to you guys. So maybe it would be good for me to conceptualize that life in that state of the marketing department and bring it to Whitney and say, this would be my five-year goal is to have a production team, marketing team, probably around this many employees as direct reports. This would be my job description at that point. It'd be running the media production ship for social media and digital marketing with advertising, but then also working directly with sales and finance to allocate funds to marketing campaigns that aid the sales team to help with sales. Um, yeah, dude, that just, uh, that, that just sounds amazing. So maybe, you know, thank you all if you're listening right now for allowing me to talk your ear off and work through that process. Um, there's still a lot more I'd, I'd probably want to write down detail wise, but maybe it'd be good to conceptualize that all out on paper, show it to Whitney and say, these are my personal goals for the department. This is how it would help the company. This is probably how much money would have to be coming towards the marketing department. Not only marketing budgets, well, not only advertising budgets, but outsource budgets, um, campaign budgets, um, payroll of four to five employees underneath me, my own salary. Like, I, it would be good to say, like, this is how much it would cost year over year, I think, projected, right? To have this vision in this sort of department. And then even beyond that, I could say, you know, well, let's give it another five years. In 10 years, what does the department look like? You know, maybe at that point, we really are split between the two companies. Um, I personally, that far in the future, I think I would want someone running the aesthetics marketing. And maybe not even that far in the future. I'm just not as passionate about the aesthetics and there's a lot of money there, so it's good for the company and I understand the value and I put in the work there and I'm happy to do it. And it is interesting, but I think if I, if I had to pick between house calls and aesthetics, which I don't, but if I did, I would pick house calls. I don't know why. Um, but I think I would still love to be CMO of aesthetics and oversee someone who's leading campaigns and things like that. Um, you know what I mean? 
I don't know. But I think at some point I would love to have maybe like a VP of marketing. I don't know what you would call it. Um, who just runs the aesthetic side of things. Let's go around the block again. Come on. I just pulled up to the house, but not pulled up. Strolled up to the house, but I kind of want to keep talking this through for a minute. I don't know. I feel like we've been going. Yeah, it's like 50 minutes already, but yeah, I think that's what I'll do. That's uh, that's a good plan. You know, it's something we do for the company. We say three, one, three, ten year. You know, vision and, and goals and what we think things will look like at that point, what we'd like it to look like. And then we break down, you know, like, well, what's our revenue at that point? What's our profit? And then you go back and back and back all the way down to the week, right? So you go from 10 year to five year, no, 10 year to three year to one year to quarter to week. And it's like, how much do we have to make this week in order to be on track to hit our 10 year vision, right? So it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, maybe I just need to do that for my department itself, which is crazy to think about, but I don't know. And then once I have that, now not only do I have company revenue goals, but I now have like an apartment goal of, you know, if I want to be able to hire four employees full-time at, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to uh, 50,000 a year salary, maybe, you know, that's going to take a ton of work to get to that point. So having that all written out, thought through, you know, and maybe, I don't know, sometimes too, like I think... How worth it is it to do, well, I don't know. If it only takes me a couple hours to write something up like that, just a very generic, this is what it looks like, or this is what I'd hope for it to look like, this is how much money we'd need to be bringing in for that to happen, blah, blah, blah. I think it's worth it, but sometimes I worry that I spend too much time um, planning, you know what I mean? And strategizing and I don't know dude I don't know uh, maybe that's the that's the way it goes though you know as a, a manager a leader or an executive person that's all we do we plan we strategize we read the signs we look at market research and then the work that's actually getting done is the people underneath us right so I'm sitting there planning social media campaigns, not actually running them. You know, I have a team to do that kind of thing. So I think I'm done. <laughs> I'm just blabbering on. If you made it this far, you're amazing. Um, I don't know. Tweet me. Send me an email. SpencerScottPugh at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I listened. My name's Mark or whatever. I'd just love to know who's listening to these. I really would. And I want to know why you're listening. Is there something I can do that would make these episodes better for you? Specifically you. You. You one person who's listening. Still think the chances are really great that 
I'm literally talking to myself. <laughs> Speaking to the void right now, but hey, I would be pleasantly surprised. So anyway, I always wonder too with these, <laughs> these podcast episodes if I'm oversharing. Like I don't know what's acceptable. Like, I don't know. I said our sales, new sales hire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who it is, even say his first name. I just don't know. And if nobody's listening to these, then I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but if the wrong person hears it, it might be bad. So, I don't know. Somebody's got to keep me in watch. Maybe that's why Whitney listens to this podcast. Just to make sure I'm not blabbing on about important stuff that I shouldn't be. But, hey guys, uh, again, I'm just super thankful for you. Um, I hope you all have had or are having an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, Look at that, maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes and we're at 50. Um, I appreciate you and I hope you have a good time with your, your family and friends. If you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, I hope you had a lovely time with family and friends. And um, it's just the holiday season, man. A lot to be grateful for. And I hope all of you can have a stress-free and relaxing holiday season. I know for a lot of us, it's, it's the opposite. So thanks for listening. I love each and every one of you. I truly do. And I will see you guys next time. And as always, remember to focus on the things that matter. See you guys.